State your name for the record. Jin Erso. Forgery of imperial documents, possession of stolen property, aggravated assault, resisting arrest. On your own from the age of 15, reckless, aggressive, and undisciplined. This is a rebellion, isn't it? I rebel. We have a mission for you. A major weapons test is imminent. We need to know what it is and how to destroy it. Is that clear? Yes, sir. today you know oh i know because <laughs> two <laughs> two minutes of gold dropped on us this morning yeah out of nowhere really too yeah it's like i was still digesting all the all the force awakens uh blu-ray stuff and then all of a sudden yesterday it was like hey tomorrow yeah and never mind we just had twilight of the apprentice last week yeah it's just relentless <laughs> this is gonna be the next I guess the rest of our lives. <laughs> just relentless Star Wars stuff. <laughs> just slapping you in the face as soon as you wake up in the morning. Yeah, so this is the 15th episode of Blast Points. Uh, I'm Jason. I'm Gabe. And uh, we're doing a mini episode uh, about uh, the Rogue One teaser trailer that just dropped this morning. Okay, the countdown is over. We're back now with the world premiere, the first look at the brand new Star Wars standalone movie, Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Jesse, take it away. I cannot wait for this, guys. From the moment that it was revealed last night that the brand new Star Wars trailer would be dropping this morning, the excitement has been unbelievable. Rogue One was immediately a top trend on Twitter. And so right now, it is time for you to get ready because a new force shall be with you. And if we sound kind of dazed and confused, it's because we we still are. Yeah, it's been a long day of watching it over and over again and thinking about it. I think the craziest thing, too, starting out the day is it was like, hey, watch, uh, was it Good Morning America to see the trailer? Yeah. But then but then they put it online like an hour before Good Morning America was even on, I think. <laughs> yeah. So it's like... Too bad, Good Morning America. At least yeah. it wasn't on Monday Night Football again. Yeah, that's true. So let's uh, let's go into it. Let's 
Let's just start digging in. Okay, so it starts out with Jin Erso being like, hand, she's handcuffed and she's being led into a rebel hangar. Yeah. It looked, it, it's Yavin, right? We can assume it's Yavin 4. I think so. The first couple times I watched it, it didn't even hit me that it was Yavin, but yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Yavin. And right away, I know that's the first of two, at least two gonk droid spottings I see. And I don't know if it's just me, but it seems like that gonk droid's taller. Hmm. It's like the taller model. Well, yeah, because it actually, it's a different color, too. It's like a lighter colored gonk droid. I was also really happy to see that little rebel troop transport, that little, like, train. It's like a train you get at the mall. Yeah. Like a little, like, little kid train. Yeah, all those people are on tours of the rebel, the rebel hideout. They're like, this is the secret rebel base tours. That's how they make money to fund the rebellion. <laughs> if we wait on, if we wait here long enough, Dodonna might show up. Right, and then it rolls back around, and they watch the the video of the the mission on a big screen. <laughs> it takes you to the gift shop before you leave. So we get our first look at Jin Erso, uh, played by Felicity Jones, and then uh, a real surprise sneak attack, Mon Mothma, right, right there. Yeah, I thought I was hallucinating this morning. <laughs> because, and it was actually crazy because I was watching some of the old deleted scenes last night, so I just watched the Revenge of the Sith deleted scenes the night before the trailer, and then here, there she is, Mon Mothma. Which, how did we not know, like, nobody knew she was going to be in it with all the rumors and spy stuff it's like man it's mon mothma and the same actress genevieve o'reilly from revenge of the sith so hopefully her scenes don't get cut yeah from the trailer to the (laughs) release of the movie there's no way at this point but can i just say that little like friendship bridge to the prequels means a lot to me at least oh yeah me too yeah like they could have cast anybody to do it or not even had Mon Mothma. Yeah. Well, they could have said, hey, that was deleted scenes, doesn't count, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But no, we're going to keep it real. Same character, same actress as Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Part of it, too, is she looks perfect. Yeah, perfect. Like, she's a perfect new Mothma. You know, another thing I was thinking of with Mothma that's kind of crazy, too, is now that we've seen her in Return of the Jedi basically talking about the plans to the second Death Star... And now in this, we see that she was basically in charge of finding the plans of the first Death Star. Does this mean like Mon Mothma's like that leader of the special forces rebel division or something? Like whenever they need some like serious spy stuff, it's like Mon Mothma's group that does it. She's so, the one organizing these covert missions. Right. And everyone that ends up going on her missions potentially dies. Too. Well, I, it's like, you, don't, you don't want to go work for Mon Mothma. <laughs> and the the people that are confused about the Bothans situation, which, you know, whatever. Many Bothans died to bring us this information. Admiral Akbar, please. But uh, I feel bad for them because I feel like the Mon Mothma showing up just made it worse. Yeah, I, I think the same thing, too. It's like, if you were already confused, this is just messing with your head. <laughs> Uh, when they're talking about that weapons test, Diego Luna is standing there um, 
looking on. I think there was a rumor of what his character name was supposed to be, right? Yeah, I can't remember. But it wasn't Biggs. No, not Biggs. But I still can't figure out why they would go to the trouble of having a character in the same time frame that looks exactly like Biggs for the most part and not have it be Biggs. Well, you know, I think he's I think he's a dude with a mustache and it's like if you went to 1977 there were a lot of dudes with mustaches that looked like that going around. It's true, but if you go watch Star Wars, there's not a lot of dudes with mustaches. That's true. There's like Biggs and Lando. Yeah, that's true. He's definitely not Lando. No. So I guess we'll see. Maybe it's a code name, or maybe they're just messing with everybody and making him look like Biggs. But well, and there's still the thing too that it's like, well, the and we'll talk about this in next week's episode, but the deleted scenes are a case-by-case basis for whether or not they're canon. So, like, if Biggs is in Anchorhead talking to Luke in those New Hope deleted scenes, well, then that's, like, the day after Rogue One, or maybe even that same day as when Rogue One ends. Yeah, that's true. So I don't know if Biggs would be able to get from the action of Rogue One to be chilling down an anchor head with Luke, unless he's hiding out. Right. But if you go by the deleted scenes that make it in the movie, him in the special editions, talking to Luke, well, I guess even he's in the old, he's not even, uh, he's in the regular edition too as one of the X-Wing pilots. So right. at that point, it's plausible that he could be the same character from this. Right. I don't think he's the same character, person, but we'll see. Yeah. We'll so, find out in December. Uh, so Jin uh, then uh, taking out a bunch of troopers. Like this morning when I watched the trailer for the first time, I was just like kind of taken back. Like how bizarre is it that's like, oh, my God, these are like original trilogy stormtroopers. Yeah, and they look they look good. Yeah, it's just like, you know, let alone everything else we see in this trailer. But it's like, man. It's neat to see them like super crisp and clear too. Like, Yeah. Oh, jumping back a scene. Though the scene just before that, the fighting when you first see her, the close up of her face with the scarf on her head, yeah, in the background is my potential future favorite. The big robot dude is there. Oh, really? I didn't see it. Yeah, he's walking behind her. Oh, do you see him like from like the from a frontal view? Yeah, he's blurry and out of focus behind her, and they did a good job cutting the trailer where he's always tall enough that his face is out of frame. But yeah, you can see more shots of whatever the robot character's name is, which has me super pumped because one, it's more robots, and two, I'm happy to see some just crazy CG robot action where they can actually run around and do stuff. So it's like the battle droids are back just for me. (laughs) They called called again to say they love you. Yeah, yeah. The battle droids are on the phone. (laughs) Oh, Check it out, Corporal. We'll cover you. Roger, Roger. So then you see, like, like Jin, she's on some sort of transport, looking out the window. And then it cuts to a clip that probably made us all feel really close to passing out. Um, oh, yeah. You see a Star Destroyer. Like, a straight-up, old-school Star yeah. Destroyer. Looking absolutely incredible. Yeah, it looks good. Like... Just bonkers amount of detail. And here's something crazy that, because I saw some people talking about it today and saying that they thought the Star Destroyers 
were the same as the old ones, but they were a little different because it had a different uh, thing on the top of the tower. Yeah. But I was going back and looking at other Star Destroyers from the movies, and that is the that's the Devastator Star Destroyer from A New Hope. It has that top on it, oh. which is different from the Star Destroyers in Empire Strikes Back. So either that's supposed to imply that that's the actual Star Destroyer that chases down Leia at the beginning of A New Hope, or they're just going back to the New Hope-style Star, uh, Star Destroyers. Yeah, which would make total sense. So I thought that was a pretty cool touch that they've pretty much match the new hope one exactly so then you see the death star behind the star destroyer with a shadow kind of going over it as you kind of see the the radar dish kind of like being lowered into the freaking death star that's no moon it's a space station it looks good (laughs) yeah that that almost killed me too it was like what what are you what's going what are you saying here? Well, the thing too, the first couple times I watched it, I was like, man, it's weird. It's like it's under construction, but then I was like, well, they don't show any ships like dropping it in. Um, but then the more I thought about it, I wonder if it's just it's like part of how it's built where it, the gun actually can like there's, you know, something inside basically that pushes it out like for repairs or to do something where it's it's more or less like it's motorized coming in and out and it's not like it's, you know, something's not dropping it in the hole. It's like, it just, you know, I don't know for maintenance, you know, the dome comes out and then they can go in and yeah. fly ships in there and fix things or something. Well, it's, it's, and it's like Mon Mothma saying, like they know that they're going to test the weapon pretty soon and they could be priming like the, the super laser to get ready or something somehow. They like, they know they're going to be testing it. It's like when you see Tarkin, he's just like, Oh yeah, we've been waiting to test it and we're going to blow up freaking Alderaan with it. I'm staring at a, that still frame right now, and it, I'm speechless. <laughs> it's so, that shot's so cool with the giant. The Star Destroyers look so tiny, and the Death Star looks so big. It's it's too much. Like it's like Mom Mothman. Nobody told us we're. They just dropped this trailer on us without any kind of warning, any kind of preparation. Yeah. Like they, re, they really should have been like a letter in the mail. To kind of be like, okay, get ready. Yeah, get your affairs in order. Yeah. <laughs> if, do you have a will? Make yeah. sure you have a will. Call your lawyer, pay all your bills. <laughs> <laughs> Dial 9-1 on the phone so you could just hit that last digit before you collapse. <laughs> have an ambulance waiting in the driveway of your home. Just like, maybe say, just you might see some stuff with the Death Star and it might affect you. Yeah. So there's, then there's a bunch of rebel pilots uh, running out of the hangar with uh, Jin and Diego Luna's character. And there's another gonk droid, another gonk droid spotting in that part. There's some, uh, there's some classic X-Wings back there, or at least one classic X-Wing. Then the next shot we get is uh, Ben Mendelsohn. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, Mendelssohn messing me up, son, <laughs> <laughs> with with his, his sexy eyes and white cape. Man, Look, is that the Death Star behind him? Well, isn't that the Death Star targeting screen? Mm-hmm. Oh well, yeah, it is. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So it's just maybe it's looking at the planet that it's orbiting, or I don't know. But man, 
I don't know. He's got I, like a. I, I stared at the shot way too much today. <laughs> <laughs> he's got like a pistol in his hand. Did you notice that? Yeah, it's like a chrome pistol, <laughs> like a Django Fett pistol. Yeah. At first, I thought it was a cane, and I was like, "Oh, that's awesome." He's like old and beat up, but I was like, "No, wait, that's like a old West pistol." Yeah. So he just walks around the office with his pistol out, basically, because <laughs> he's at work right now. Yeah. And he's just like, I'm just going to hold this while we have a meeting. <laughs> In case anybody looks at me weird, pew, you're gone. And somebody broke down his uh, his little rank pins, and he's a, uh, he's a grand admiral. Was it grand admiral or was it fleet admiral? Oh, I thought... I, th- I think it was grand admiral. Because I thought I saw someone was trying to figure out like if that was supposed to be the new version of Thrawn or something, and they said that those potentially there, his insignia wasn't Grand Admiral, Admiral; it was Fleet Admiral. If they wanted to do Thrawn, I would have no problems with that. But here you got a bad guy who's an admiral of some sort, and he's wearing like pretty much Thrawn's outfit. Yeah, but he's not blue. Yeah. Unless they get mail, maybe we'll get Thrawn and Rebels. That would be cool. But the interesting thing with the fleet admiral idea was that I think in was it aftermath the book before Force Awakens. Yeah, didn't weren't there there was a like a mysterious fleet admiral in that that was pulling some strings or something. Yes. So that's when people are thinking that that this could potentially be that character. Could be. We'll see. We'll see if he survives the movie. I mean, I'd have to think if he's the Imperial that is in charge of capturing the rebel spies. I wonder if the movie ends with Vader force choking him out or slicing him in half with a lightsaber and Vader being like, I'm taking over this mission now because you couldn't get it done. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I think that's going to be the most interesting thing with this movie is for the first time, pretty much anyone in this movie other than Mon Mothma might not make it, if not all of them not making it. Oh, yeah. It's a doomed like, mission. Well, and I was thinking, too, I wonder, and this is jumping all around, but I wonder if uh, there'll be talk of, well, why don't we bring in General Kenobi? Oh, you're right. And what if there is talk of, well, once we get these plans, what do we do with them? You know, or mm-hmm. if the mission fails, make sure these plans get to General Kenobi. It's true. From the Clone Wars. Well, and that's the thing that's interesting is they're trying to make these kind of standalone and not tied to the main story, but then they go and throw like Mon Mothma in there, which makes you think, oh, maybe they are trying to tie it into the main story more. Well, in some ways, like it has to be. Yeah, I guess this particular time period, yeah, since it's pretty much a prequel immediately to A New Hope, they can't get too far out there. Well, and I was thinking, yeah, the crazy thing is after we see this, Rogue One, we are never going to be able to watch A New Hope the same way again. Yeah. Like this movie that we've watched probably like a gajillion billion times, it'll be, you won't be able to watch A New Hope without thinking of Rogue One. Yeah. Okay, so then next... Uh, there's a bunch of troops on a giant armored tank thing. Yeah. And do you notice, it looks like the troops driving the tank might be a different helmet design. Yeah, 
They're like the like the the khaki colored kind of troopers. Right, but I think the helmet on the tank guys is different than when we see the the khaki colored guys um, later on, or in in the Donnie Yen spy photo from last summer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the biggest spy on set was Donnie Yen and his wife. It's the- <laughs> doing doing good work. <laughs> Then, like, in comes Forrest Whitaker. What will you do when they catch you? What will you do if they break you? If you continue to fight? What will you become? He's like, but he's like talking, like, giving advice, like, Almost like he's prepping. I have to think like he's prepping like Jin for like battle for what's coming. Mm-hmm. Like at some point, whoever the P basically because he wasn't at yet at the Yavin Bay stuff, so those people at some point meet up with him. Yeah. Maybe he's the leader of the the bounty hunter crew. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe because like she like with Donnie Yen and the flamethrower dude and. Does he have like an oxygen? He has like a breathing mask on his suit too. Which one? Uh, Forrest Whitaker. Oh, he does. I I didn't see that either. So the tube, there's a tube on the front of his suit, mm-hmm. and the end of the tube is like the mask, like when they go to hunt the Minox, like there's a plastic breathing mask on his suit. Oh man! When Rogue One Force Friday comes out, and if there's not a Forrest Whitaker figure, I don't care if it's a three inch or a black series or whatever. If there, if you can't get a Forrest Whitaker figure, I might burn down Toys R Us. I might do yeah. It. It just starts start smashing stuff up in there. They should introduce him on Rebels season three. Maybe they will. Maybe. So then it cuts to the the Black Shadow Trooper looking mm-hmm. badass. Stuff's burning behind him. And a bunch of uh, handcuffed Rebel pilots being led through some space town. Yep. And there's a cool like old dude with white hair. <laughs> it just it's just wandering the streets watching them. <laughs> I really paused that scene looking for any kind of creatures, or maybe yeah. maybe maybe Constable Zuvio would be in there. I don't know. Yeah, I hope so. Maybe that's why they're keeping him a secret. They're saving him for Rogue One. <laughs> yeah. Then, but, uh, you know, I'm just real quick since you brought it up, though, I am less surprised how there's really no creatures in this movie yet that we see. Yeah. And I wonder if that's just because it's early and they're not they're holding back on that stuff, or they're intentionally doing like a human centric movie to the point of not even having like background aliens well i mean you gotta think in the battle of yavin it was an all-human fleet well i mean not even so much the x-wing crew as much as just they're on this planet that well based on our you know 10 shots from the trailer there's no aliens there but it's early so i won't i won't worry yet i'm sure there'll be creatures of some sort but i really wonder how many will be on like the rebel base yeah um, then you got uh, Luna and Jin and the droid running through uh, a space subway. Yep, which was uh, oh, what was it? Canary was it Canary something somewhere in London? Yeah, it's a real, it's a real train station. Yeah, which um, was pretty cool to see. It looked. It reminded me at the first glance. It reminded me of a THX one one three eight. Also, mm-hmm. well, what would be crazy too is if this scene takes place on the Death Star, then that means there's a train on the Death Star. Which would make sense. Yeah, which totally makes sense. But like, you know, I never thought I'd see the the, the Death Star subway train. So that's no pretty exciting. No. 
Yeah, nobody, again, nobody told us about that. And then yeah. there's a bunch of troopers um, running after them. Here's the new Star Wars Death Star space station that you put together. Action figures each sold separately. Darth Vader's firing a laser cannon. It's been hit. He's after Luke. Take the elevator. Hurry. Now cross the light bridge. You won't escape me. Jump, Luke. Oh, no. The trash compactor. There's a trash monster. The wall's closing. Kenner's new Star Wars Death Star Space Station. Action figures each sold separately. And then we got, uh, we've all been waiting for, Donnie Yen kicking a bunch of Stormtrooper butt. Yeah, with the crash tech swing in the background. Yeah, with a parachute sticking out of it. Oh, yeah, it does look like that. So that was making me think, I wonder if the whole, basically the whole crew, they fly black X-wings in and, and crash? Or if there's a battle... That happened before, and the and the X wings are just there from the previous battle. Well, and it, it's like they were talking about on that that full of Sith episode with the opening crawl of A New Hope, being like that the the Rebel Alliance has just won its first major victory against the Empire in a space yeah. battle, and you got to help thinking that well, is the space battle a distraction? So all the Empire, all the fleet can be concentrated on this space battle. While meanwhile, during all the chaos of this, they sneak into the Death Star. And is there people in the Death Star and are there people on the ground? Like on the palm tree planet, wherever that is. Right. Yeah, because it does seem like they they split up, right? Because potentially with Donnie Yen and some of the other guys on the planet while... Because we only, at least according to the trailer, we only see Jin... And uh, the not the not bigs guy, and right? The robot. Yeah, they're the they're the people that appear to be running through the Death Star. Yeah, if that is the Death Star, who knows? Well, yeah, right. That could be the the subway at the Rebel base on the the Palm Tree planet. Yeah, who knows? Or who knows? I mean, there could be subways in a in a Star Destroyer. We don't know. So then you got the Palm Tree planet, uh, and a ship explodes. Uh, the ship kind of looks like Kylo Ren's ship, but not really. Yeah, that's like a double Kylo Ren. Yeah, double double Kylo, or as I call him now, Kilo Ren. After watching the, <laughs> yeah, uh, after the, Force Awakens bonus features, yeah, Kilo Ren. They they got rid of Lucas, but they didn't get rid of weird pronunciations. Yeah, <laughs> is it Shmi or Shmi? It's Shmi. Um, that's a deep cut. Um, the white cape guy walking in the water. Um, get, he doesn't care if his white cape gets dirty in the muddy water. No. Uh, I thought with the burning palm trees behind him, it reminded me a lot of Apocalypse Now. Yeah. Yeah, you're right, it does. And then then you got the real money shot. You got a, bla- yeah. a black-robed figure. He's looking at what looks like a back-to-tank freeze chamber thing. There's... Red royal guards, kind of away from the figure in black, and the back kind of looking more at the freeze tube. And at the end of the shot, the person in the black robe begins to kneel. Yeah. What the heck is going on? So, you okay, so... <laughs> bringing that back. Yeah. What the heck is going on? Um, it's been a while. Um, so, if you got the two royal guards... The royal guards are only ever around Palpatine. Yeah. And the figure in black is kneeling before 
what we what we can guess maybe in the tube is Palpatine. What is thy bidding, my master? Yeah, it's like the Palpatine. He's it's his like hot tub. Yeah. <laughs> so his sauna. <laughs> Palpatine just in a black towel. I told you to remain on the command ship. Um, <laughs> uh, so is the figure in black, is that Vader with a hood over his helmet or something? But the thing that keeps like throwing me off is the person in the under the cape doesn't seem very like wide. Like if Vader was under a cape, he's a I mean, he's a wide dude. He's a big guy with shoulder pads. Mm-hmm. Um, and at first when I thought maybe this was Palpatine going in there and maybe Vader was in the tank, but like the body motion of the person in the cape doesn't really feel like Palpatine either. Cause it's kind of like too quick and smooth and somebody new, or could it be Vader in some sort of different suit? <laughs> right. His casual suit, his casual suit. Yeah. His workout gear. Yeah. Which I wouldn't put it past Vader that he had different suits. Yeah. But it would be weird to all of a sudden, he's had pretty much the same suit in four movies. Yeah. And Rebels. It would be weird for him all of a sudden to be like Beach Vader and he's got, (laughs) (laughs) you know, he's got like this, his slim, his slimming suit on or something in a cape. I don't know. I've got a. I if I if I had to bet money on it, I would say it's Palpatine in the tank. It's Vader kneeling before the tank. Yeah, I mean, because part of me would think that seems really like uncomfortable to have a helmet on and a cape and a hood, but I guess Kylo Ren did it okay. So yeah, I mean, I, it could look kind of awesome. Yeah, he just doesn't seem that wide. Yeah. Maybe it's, maybe it's Hayden Christensen. I will be the most powerful Jedi ever. I promise you. I will even learn to stop people from dying. How would he be walking around? That, that Hayden Christensen suit was a little bit thinner. True, but it did have the shoulder pads. It did. It did. But Man, they... I, this is, I think... As much cool stuff as in this trailer, that, you know, one and a half seconds is going to melt my brain for the next six months. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I just keep looking over and over, like, for clues, like, what's going on? Yeah, here here we go again. We're right back into it. Yeah. Again, this was like, this should have been in the warning that they mailed out. Yeah. Like, there's going to be royal guards in a Bakta tank and someone in a cloak and you're not going to know who it is. Okay, I would be like, thank you so much for telling me ahead of time. Yeah. This is outrageous. It's outrageous. This is outrageous. So then you got um, the dreadlock guy running, and there's like explosions behind him. He may or may not have a flamethrower. He looks awesome. Yeah, yeah, he's he's already one of my favorites, I think. And then you got another money shot. Um, a bunch of ground troops running. And there's goddamn adats shooting at them. Yeah, walking in puddles. Yeah, <laughs> and one of the adats shoots right at the camera. Yeah. So, did you notice the adats have like a different color thing on the side of them? No, I did not. So, 
Next time you watch it, the adits are like the regular adit gray, but it almost looks like they have tan or yellow um, paint on like the panels on the side. So they're like this two-tone color scheme. Somebody was saying that the adat the heads look more like the rebels adats that we saw in season two. Yeah, I could see that. I think the bodies potentially do too with the with the way those pieces are on the side. Huh. Did the did the adats and rebels did they have any like coloring on their side? I can't remember. No, they were all they were all the same color. I actually was, <laughs> I was looking at that earlier today. Oh good. Um but yeah, I didn't compare the heads exactly but i would believe it if they're slightly i mean they they do look slightly different to me it could just be the angles because we've never really seen them from this vantage point no thank without god without being in a ship moving at a million miles an hour yeah yeah thank thank god we never did or our hearts wouldn't have been able to take it we wouldn't be around to be watching this no. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't strong enough yeah we're ready now oh. but 10 years All ago right. And then we go to the last shot of the trailer um, with Jin standing in what's got to be some kind of hallway in the Death Star. And she's wearing what sure looks like it's not really a TIE pilot suit. It's not really a Death Star gunner suit. It's it's similar, but it, I feel like it's something we haven't seen before. Yeah, it's some sort of somebody that works on the Death Star type armor suit. Yeah, I mean, they're like the neck thing kind of is reminiscent of the first Inquisitor, but the rest of it isn't at all. And then it says Rogue One. Yeah, and then yeah. It, in, in, in case you're you're like your brain's so overloaded, you forgot what the movie was called. It t- it tells you the name of what just kicked your ass. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Overall, it. It certainly looks wild. <laughs> yeah. Like, this was definitely, uh, there's a lot of meat in here for a teaser. Yeah, two minutes. Two whole minutes. I mean, this is, yeah, this isn't even a, I mean, it's a teaser because it doesn't really give away the plot or other, you know, with the characters other than one. But yeah, there's a, they weren't holding back. No. Um, almost a year to the date of when we got the Force Awakens uh Force is strong in my family teaser mm-hmm. at celebration. Yep. So yeah, maybe they're thinking they're going to be following the same kind of release schedule. <clears throat> so maybe yeah, maybe we'll get a Vanity Fair thing in the in May the fourth. Something crazy at celebration. Yeah. Oh, so here's the big. What's going on? Where's Mads uh, Mickelson? Yeah, no sight of him. No Mads in there. Mm-mm. Nope. No idea who he's playing. So I almost went, could he be playing Tarkin? See, that's tricky because Tarkin, it's got to be Peter Cushing. It's because it's like days before Leia's, you know, recognizes his foul stench. Yeah. Yeah, I can't see them. But I don't, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Could, well, and you got to think too, well, when did Tarkin get to the Death Star? Because you kind of feel like... I feel like in A New Hope, Tarkin just kind of got there. That, like, Mahdi and all those dudes, they've been there for a while. And I feel like once like the late, once it's operational, then Tarkin and Vader show up. Charming to the last. I could see that. Where it's like, that's yeah, they show up basically to for the test firing. Yeah, the bosses come. 
to make sure everything works. Um, well, and actually, for A New Hope, we see, yeah, Leia gets captured right from the beginning. So, I mean, I guess you could even justify it where Tarkin goes there because they have Leia. True. Mm-hmm. True. He could have been riding on the Star Destroyer with Vader. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because it's like, it still feels like Star Wars, but it its tone definitely, like what they were saying, feels more like a war movie. Yeah, or just more in the intensity kind of, well, I mean, it's hard to tell from a trailer too, but it, like the whole intensity of the movie is like the, the last third of a regular Star Wars movie, but the whole movie is just kind of this building stuff bad could happen the whole time. I guess just not having the Jedi stuff in there, I mean, automatically changes the tone. Yeah. But even if, like I was saying, like, even if they are talking in the movie about like, if there's mention of general Kenobi or if there's mention of Leia Organa or princess Leia, anytime they mention that your thoughts going to go to Luke Skywalker and what you're about to see, what, what's going to happen next in the story. Like, you know how the story is going to end, but I think what's good is it the tone doesn't feel not it feels like a Star Wars movie because I think when you see this type of stuff we're seeing in Rogue One in the Star Wars movies, this is the tone they have. But you don't have, you know, Luke training with Yoda, Luke talking to Obi Wan. You don't have that whole like the mysticism, the mysticism and the training and in the kind of yeah. So just by definition of just cutting that stuff out is going to kind of give it a different feel, but it still feels like Star Wars. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it looks great. I'm into it. I'm into I'm it. Way, way, way into it. I love it. It's working! It's working! All right, so, yeah, join us next week. Uh, we'll be back um, doing the deleted scenes episode that we've been talking about, I think, for three episodes now. <laughs> yeah, well, this... It's like... Stuff just keeps popping up. I know. Maybe there'll be another another extra short episode before <laughs> before <laughs> next week. Who knows? I don't know what else could happen. Um, another episode eight trailer or something. Yeah. Maybe detours. Will, they'll they'll re, they'll release detours <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. All thirty five episodes or whatever they have of detours. Uh, I hope they do because I'm ready. I'm ready to watch all 35 episodes of Detours. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> Hopefully, that's our May the 4th present. Yeah, maybe. Um, Star Wars is doing real good. Let's put out Detours right now. See, yeah. See how it works. We got we to gotta thin the herd a little bit. <laughs> People are getting too pumped up. Um, yeah, in the meantime, yeah, talk to us on Twitter at blast underscore points or follow us on facebook or instagram um and yeah and tune in i i think hopefully on tuesday where we'll have the deleted scenes episode it should be really good and uh watch the rogue one trailer another 500 times yeah send us your theories and thoughts and if you know any kids ask them a question or have them ask us a question. yeah if you know yeah if kids got questions about uh the Rogue One trailer, send it our way. I leave a review on uh, on iTunes, and we'll read it on the very next show. So, yeah, thanks for listening to the Blast Points mini episode. And Thank you. Yeah, we'll see you next week. Goodbye, old friend. May the force be with you.
commence primary ignition.